I'm Kylie, founder of Akanel Expeditions, the best adventure travel company that you've never heard of. This is a 35,000 feet podcast where we interview interesting people doing interesting things in interesting places. From the next big CEO to coaches of your favorite teams to everyone in between, we've got stories to tell. Let's jump in. Hi guys, welcome back. It's Cheyenne and today I'm sitting down with Coach Eve Rackham. She's the head volleyball coach at the University of Tennessee. Thanks for joining us today. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm so excited to talk to you. So can you kind of tell us about your last season and how it went? Sure. So 2019 season was definitely uh, had some ups and downs. It was our second year as a coaching staff with the program uh, and coming off a really, really successful 2018 season. I think expectations were really high for a group that didn't have quite as much experience as uh, the year before. So we had some really, really good moments. Uh, we actually started the year losing to Illinois in five, both matches. Uh, we played them at home the opening night. We had a record crowd and we lost 23-21 in the fifth and then we went oh, up wow. to Champaign and played. <laughs> yeah it was a tough one um and then we uh we went up to Champaign on the the Sunday and played them there and and were down 0-2 and came back and lost in five in that one so that's it was kind of almost uh, the way the whole season went we were really close um in a lot of matches and couldn't find a way to finish um in enough to you know, accomplish a lot of the goals that we wanted to have. Um, so we finished 15 and 13 overall, nine and nine in the SEC. Uh, disappointing on a lot of levels, but our our team grew a lot. Um, you know, we beat Texas A&M, uh, which was a, probably a high for this group. Um, it was a really really good match, um, and we we lost uh, four or five matches in, in five, which can kind of turn your your season around. Mm-hmm. So I think you know. We felt like we were all in all seven or eight points away from a postseason, um, which is just the way it goes in our sport. Uh, you know, you get into those fifth sets and got to find a way to win them. So uh, we, we had a number of players who were asked to have big roles uh, that hadn't had big roles before. Um, and so that jump for them, that learning curve, um, I felt like towards the end of the year, we were playing our best volleyball. They were starting to get it. We just ran out of time a little bit. I felt like this group got better all year long and just couldn't put enough together uh, to make a run at the very, very end. Yeah. And those are like the tough losses. When you get to that fifth set, 21, 23, like those are the hard losses. Cause you know, you're just like right there, like not quite. So yeah, that's hard. For sure. Yeah, I would, it took me a while to watch that Illinois match back. Uh, it was a, it was a tough one to follow. I think we had I don't know six or seven match points and a swing to win, a serve to win, you know, a dig to yeah. win. It was it was tough. So <laughs> it was uh, it's a hard one to watch back. But you know, a lot of lessons learned for sure. Yeah, and do you have a lot of um, starters returning next year? Or did you lose a lot to graduating? Uh, you know, it's funny. I, I kind of feel like we lost a lot, but we return a lot, um, okay. which sounds kind of funny, but I do feel like, you know, we lost our senior setter and we lost our senior outside. Uh, we lost the senior middle um, and we lost the senior DS and it, um, you know, they all kind of had a vital role, but we were, we were in a six two a lot of the season. So, um, you know, that, other setter is back. Both right sides are back. Our other middle is back. The other outside hitter's back. The Silvero's back. So there is quite a bit returning. Um, but I think from an experience standpoint, those seniors that we lost, they, they had a lot under their belt. Um, mm-hmm. 
three of them were basically four-year starters. Uh, you know, so that's just, it's a lot to replace. But I think the girls that it will be back have also a lot of experience. The, our junior class will be really, really big. Um, you know, our, our other outside, our, our right side, um, our libero is a senior, our middle is a senior. So there is some good, good pieces coming back. And the people who, who are juniors have basically started since they were freshmen. So they've got a lot of core experience as well. Yeah, that's awesome. They'll be able to kind of step in and take that leadership role. I like that. That's cool. How did you get into volleyball? Oh, man. Well, I was a kid who did a lot of sports. I was a gymnast. I was I swam. Um, I played basketball. Um, and I was in fifth grade. And there was a middle school team that our uh, one of the teachers was putting together with fifth and sixth graders. And so they had tryouts and um I made the team never having played volleyball, but um, I was fairly tall. I mean, by those back in the day, 5'10 was really tall. Um, so when I, <laughs> you know, started playing in fifth grade, I don't know, I was probably like five, five, six or something, but I was one of the taller kids, stronger kids. I played a lot of sports. I was pretty coordinated, um, made the fifth and sixth grade team. And I really, really just fell in love with the sport and I uh, had no idea about club volleyball. Um, my, my stepfather actually was a high school teacher and asked one of the PE teachers at his high school, you know, do you know of any other place my stepdaughter can play volleyball? She's really fallen in love with it. And, and he introduced um, him or he, he gave him Chris Lamb, who's actually now the head coach at Wichita State, but he gave him his number and said, you know, you should give this guy a call. I hear, I think he does, you know, something called club volleyball. And so my stepfather called him and he said, yeah, you know, we just started the season um, and we only have our youngest age group is 14. But if you want to have her come and we can, you know, look at her or whatever. I was 11 at the time. Um, and uh, so they brought me on and let me stay on the team. I was 11 wow. years old playing on a 14 team and, um, and just really, uh, I loved it. You know, I started playing really, really young and um, kept playing basketball until basically I was about a sophomore in high school, but for the most part, volleyball became the dominant sport in my life and um, uh, really started playing really young and then it went from there. Wow, that's really cool that you were able to join a team as an 11-year-old. That's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yes. I can't say I was very good, but hey, I did learn a lot. you still made the team, you know? That's yeah, cool. exactly. Did you always know you wanted to coach volleyball or how did you get into coaching? It's funny. So many people have asked me that and I, I always feel like I should have a different answer, but I did. I always knew I wanted to coach. And if I didn't coach, I thought, okay, I probably would teach. Um, but I just, for me, I always was either a captain or a leader. I was, you know, always the vocal person. It was mm -hmm. kind of like coaching just became, we just came really naturally, almost maybe too naturally for a 12 year old, you know, <laughs> I was always kind of, you know, in charge of what was going on. And I think that um, it just was like, I, when I looked uh, into my future, I thought I would love to, to do this forever as long as I can play as long as I can be associated with the sport, um, I want to be. And it just coaching was something that I just, I was really passionate about and I wanted to do from a really young age. And then when I got into it, uh, you know, I really, I still enjoyed it, which was, I guess I was lucky in that way and that um, it's what I wanted to do. And I, I enjoyed it um, because I didn't really have another plan. If it was, you know, I got into my twenties, I was like, okay, well, if I don't coach, then what, you know, it was kind of mm -hmm. like the only thing I had my, my eyes set on. So, um, but yeah, I always knew it that I wanted to, or as, as, well, at least as long as I can remember, um, I've wanted to coach. 
Yeah. Can you kind of tell us about how you got into coaching and your journey to become the head volleyball coach at Tennessee? Yeah. So I graduated college in 2000, oh gosh, 2003. And um, I thought, okay, I'm going to go play professional volleyball. I thought that's what I was going to do. I was going to go to Europe and uh, do that. And so um, I went overseas and I, I thought, when I was over there, maybe I don't want to do this. I'm not really sure. Um, and I came back from kind of the tour that we were on. And in the meantime, looked up some vacant, you know, assistant coaching jobs and started to apply while I was waiting to see if I was going to get picked up by a team in Europe and um, ended up getting an interview at Colgate University uh, for their assistant job. And so I went on my interview and I came back and I got offered the job and I and I accepted it because I hadn't heard anything from, you know, the agents over in Europe to see if I was going to make a team or, um, but anyway, I accepted the job and I got a phone call or I think maybe an email about a week later saying, Hey, you know, we've got a job for you in Germany, uh, to play if you, if you want to play. And that was a hard decision because I, I felt like I had already committed to taking the job at Colgate. Um, and I didn't want to go back on my word and say, actually, you know, now I'm going to go play. So I kind of gave up the dream of, playing volleyball as long as possible um, because I knew I wanted to coach mm -hmm. and I had this opportunity to start. Um, so that was my first head coaching job. I was or not head coaching, an assistant coaching job, but I was 22 years old um, and moved to upstate New York and uh, did a season there and kind of quickly realized that it was really way too cold for me <laughs> up in upstate <laughs> New York. So I think it snowed almost all seven months that I was there. Oh, um, man. And so I, yeah, it was, it was brutal. So I moved from there. I went to East Carolina and I was an assistant coach there for three years. And then from East Carolina, I went to Florida International, which is in Miami. I was there for a, a year. Um, and then I got a call to go back to my alma mater, which is the University of North Carolina. And I coached there, I went back there in 2009 and I coached there up until uh, the 2017 season and then took the head coaching job at the University of Tennessee in January of 2018. And that's where I am now and it's been I think I think I counted recently it's 17 years of, of coaching that I've done now which is it's just kind of mind-boggling I don't feel like I'm that old but now I count the years and I go I guess I guess I have been doing this a long time <laughs> wow you've had some really cool experiences coaching I really like how you've kind of just you always knew you wanted to be a coach and at the age of 22 you're just like yep I'm gonna be a coach that's awesome yep jumped right in <laughs> yeah um, so you kind of mentioned that you played overseas and stuff. Can you maybe tell us about some of your favorite, favorite travel experiences, whether it was playing or if you got to go anywhere as a coach? Can you kind of tell us some about some of your favorite ones? Yeah, I love to travel. I love to plan travel. I love to be traveling. I love everything really associated with travel. So, um, you know, being in this profession, we're so fortunate because we get so many opportunities to travel to places that maybe we wouldn't otherwise go, whether it's a conference school or, you know, a non-conference opponent. Uh, I've had an opportunity now to go to Europe three times um, on international tours with two with North Carolina and one this past summer with Tennessee. Um, I love, love, love Paris. Um, I think I love, I, I, haven't, I haven't been anywhere in Italy that I don't like, um, <laughs> you know, um, and I've been able to do that with this, you know, with Tennessee, we were in um, Italy this past summer, along with the South of France. Um, my husband played uh, professional volleyball in the South of France for a couple of years. So it was really cool to be able to go back to 
can during the film festival and see that. And we are, we stayed in Nice for a couple of nights and just unbelievable scenery, food, people, uh, the culture, just so cool to be able to take your team overseas and have them experience not only the volleyball, but just everything, you know, European and, and every, and the way that they do things there, just what a neat experience for some of our players who have never been out of, uh, you know, the region, much less the country. Um, and then, uh, gosh, just domestically, I've been, I've been to almost every state, not quite every single one, but I've been to a lot. Um, you know, I grew up in California and in, in Northern California. Um, so I'm kind of a West coaster at heart, but I've fallen in love with the South because I've been here since basically 1999, um, when I left for school. Um, so I've been kind of coast to coast, um, and I love, um, I loved living in Miami when I was down there. I loved, um, you know, growing up in the West Coast. I grew up in Sonoma County, um, which I didn't even know was like a destination for people until <laughs> I moved away. I didn't even know it was a big deal that people come from all over the world uh, to travel to <laughs> Sonoma County. Um, but uh, yeah, so I'm a big traveler. I love it. Um, and I, you know, I really, there aren't too many places I've, I've been that I didn't like. Yeah, that's awesome. If you had to pick a place or like, what's your favorite place you've been to? Oh gosh, that is such a hard one. I know, I know. That is, that is I'm sure everybody says that is such a hard one. Um, I don't know, maybe, maybe Hawaii. Mm -hmm. um, I love, I love San Diego. Um, I'm a beach person, you yeah. know, so anywhere, anywhere with a beach and I'm pretty happy. Yeah. What's on your bucket list? Fiji. Fiji. That's oh, what I keep telling my husband. <laughs> one yeah. day. I said one day, probably when we're retired, because I think you need about a month or two <laughs> yeah. with all the travel, but it's on, it's on the list. Um, I hope one day we'll be able to get there. And your husband's actually your assistant coach, right? He is. Yes. We work together, live together and have a 15 month old. Um, and uh, people always ask about that. And I feel like it's one of those things you can definitely do it or you definitely can't. Um, mm -hmm. And we, we, we definitely can. It just works for us. But I know many of my friends who tell me, you know, there's no way I could work with my husband and my wife. So yeah. uh, I guess we're fortunate. I don't know. It's just, it's something we, we love. We love to do it. That's awesome. What is one thing that no one knows about you that you can share with us? Mm, gosh, that's a tough one too. Um, well, not many people know. I ran a marathon in um, 2008. Um, and the funny thing to me about, about doing that was that I, um, I hate to run. Yeah, I <laughs> like, do too. I'm like, congrats that you did the marathon. Yes, yeah. I couldn't um, do that. <laughs> and, you know, anybody who knows me is like, oh, no, Eve hates to run. And my boss at the time, um, she said, you know, I'm going to train for a marathon. You should do it too. And I thought, okay, you know, it's one of those like, I don't know if I can say no to this. She's my mm -hmm. boss. Um, and so, you know, her and her friend and I, all three of us were training for this marathon. I was miserable. And, um, we got to about two weeks out from the marathon and the friend of hers got a knee injury. So she dropped out. So she wasn't going to be able to run. And about, I don't know, three or four days before the marathon, my boss's sister had a baby. So she didn't end up running. So oh. then I ran the marathon alone after <laughs> six or seven months of training. Um, so that's one thing that I always, you know, if people ask me like, what's it's something just about you, but I always refer to that because it was a, a unique situation for yeah. sure. Um, not only did I run it, but I ran it by myself and it was 
you know, it was awful, to be honest. It was awful. <laughs> well, especially because like you did it for your boss and then your boss is like, oh, I'm not yeah. coming. Yeah, exactly. That's funny. <laughs> That's really funny. Um, if you're an athlete wanting to play for a team, like in a college or university setting, what would your advice be to them? Oh, gosh, I think, you know, number, I, I think a lot of people probably say, you know, you want to pick a school um, that you would go to, even if you couldn't play volleyball, um, yeah. because God forbid something happens, and the opportunity to play volleyball isn't there anymore. I think everybody would want to be at a place where they could see themselves academically, socially, uh, you know, just culturally, could do they fit in there? Do they feel like um, this is the best? best fit for them outside of volleyball. So I think that that's probably number one when, when players are looking at a school to go to, uh, you know, where do they feel like if they just absolutely, if volleyball was off the table, they'd, they'd still be happy. Um, that would probably be my first piece of advice. And then my second piece of advice would be to talk to people who have either played there or, uh, you know, know the coaches on a, on a personal level um, or have gone to school there. I think that um, there's a lot of times that people make decisions about where to go to school uh, and they don't have enough information or true information. Um, but I always think, you know, whether it's talking to former players or talking to students who have been to that school about you know, what they liked about it, what were the challenges about it, um, you know, people who played for that coaching staff that's there, uh, those are really, really important questions. Uh, and if you can find people to give you real answers, um, I think that makes decisions much easier. Yeah, I kind of get firsthand experience from them and kind of just see their true thoughts. I, I totally agree with that. I think that's good. So yeah, kind absolutely. of, oh, just to kind of wrap it up, um, what's your next adventure? What are you most excited about for this upcoming season? Oh, well, I'm, I'm excited every year. You know, every year brings a new group, a new, um, new set of challenges, new team dynamics. Um, so I'm just excited for this group we have in the gym right now. We've got 14 players currently in the gym and we've got two freshmen who will join us this summer um, and then working on a transfer um, as well. So I think that um, we, you know, our team's going to look really, really different in the fall than it did a year ago. Uh, that's always just exciting to see how the new pieces fit together. I really like the personalities we have in the gym right now. I like the mindset of the, the players we have. Um, and it's, you know, for us, we're going into year three. So we are, still continuing to build a culture. We're continuing to build the program. Uh, there's a lot of things that we are still working to implement, um, you know, just from a culture or systematic standpoint. Um, you know, we, we're still working on making changes to this program overall. So it's just been, it's been fun. It's been an awesome life changing experience to take over a program like this um, and to work with, you know, not only my husband, but um, our other assistant who I've been with for 10 years, almost 11 years we've worked together. It's, it's so much like a family. I just feel so fortunate every day when we go to work. So, um, you know, I think that for us, it's just, it's an ongoing um, evolution of a, you know, project. It's just, it's just fun to kind of see what the next month is going to bring, what the next year is going to bring. Yeah. And do you have any trips coming up that you're excited about? Um, well, we start recruiting this weekend. <laughs> so oh, wow. We will, be, right we, will be all, we will be all over the place for the next couple of months. Um, but on a personal level, my um, husband and I actually are going to go to Maui um, in May for 
um, our delayed honeymoon, uh, which we didn't get to take before. So we are, cause we, we had a newborn. So we are, um, we're going to take a, a honeymoon trip to Maui in May, which I'm oh, really that would be so fun. I've only, I haven't been to Maui, but I've been to Oahu. And so I love it. I'm always like, can I go back? So that'll yeah, be fun. Yeah. It's an amazing place. <laughs> yeah. Well, Eve, thank you so much for jumping on the podcast today. It was so fun to talk to you and kind of get more of an insight into how you became a coach and what's coming up from the Tennessee team. We wish you the best of luck. Thank you so much. Great to talk with you. Thanks for listening to the 35,000 feet podcast, where we chat with interesting people doing interesting things in interesting places. Do you have a story that you want to share? Visit www.acanela.com slash podcasts to share your story and be featured on our next episode of 35,000 Feet.